What up, what up, BTG? It's your boy, 12 Kyle, from the 12 Kyle Podcast. I'm back in the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy, uh, Dolomite, and uh, King Germ with me. King Germ got on church. Man, I, I tried to tell him. He got to take those off. Church shoes on. That's another story for another day, but I'm about to hoop them up. But before I get started, got a question. I actually I got two questions for you, bro. First question. Just last week, we saw... Luka scored 73 points. We saw Embiid score 70 points in a game. Um, Carl Towns scored 62 in a game. And uh, Devin Booker scored 62 in a game. And that was just last week. Now, keep in mind, two people scored over 70 points last week. That's crazy to me. There's only been 10 people in the NBA history to have scored 70 or better. And we happen to get two of them on the same day. Um, I'm sorry, not the same day, same week. So my question to you is, man, what's up with this scoring, man? I, I mean, Baylor, you know, I'm a Hawks fan. Don't laugh. Um, <laughs> but I saw the highlights of that game. We ain't play no defense. So, yeah, Lucas scored 73. He probably could have gotten 80 if he had really, really, really tried. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we don't play no defense. So when we, we're we're bottom of the barrel team in the East, it is what it is. But I want to know from you, since you're, you're, you're a basketball aficionado, why is the scoring so crazy this year and that you could get a guy to score 73 in one night, 70, 70 the other night, 62 uh, from, like I said, Booker the other night, and then Towns, Towns and Embiid scored 70 and 62 respectively on the same day. And that was Kobe Day, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that was the Kobe 81 day. Mm-hmm. The, the, the anniversary of Kobe going for 81. So I, it, it's just crazy to me. So you tell me what, why is this happening in the NBA? And will you think it will, do you think it will continue? Because see, that's the thing. Anybody can drop 50 plus in February. But what's going to happen come uh, May mm-hmm. or June playoff time? Are, they, are these guys capable of putting up those kind of numbers? My second question. Mm. We just saw Adrian Griffin get fired from the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, we know that he had a winning record. His team at the time, I think he got fired, was second in the East. And this is the second time that a coach has gotten fired. For, that, that plays for the Bucks, And nobody's mentioning Giannis as being a coach killer. I want to know why, Baylor. Mm. Tell me why. Because I think it's safe to say that Giannis is one of the, what, top three players in the league? Correct. Top five if you're a hater, maybe. But he's gotten two coaches fired, and now here comes Doc Rivers, who was brought on as a quote-unquote consultant about a month or so ago, maybe two months ago. So we're not hearing any talk about Giannis being a coach killer, but if this had been LeBron James uh-huh. or if this had been Kevin Durant, we'd be calling him a coach killer. So where's the coach killer talk? And that's my question, man. You tell me. Anyway, I'm about to get out of here, man. Let me go hoop up on these dudes, man. I'll holler at you later. Peace. That's 12 Cal. 12 Cal, let's get straight to it. He actually got three questions. Uh, we're going to talk about the the Bron flopping, Dylan socking, <laughs> and then uh, um, uh, obviously Max, um, Max Struess uh, from Cleveland. 
let's get to the first question. These cats dropping 60 and 70 points. Ain't nobody playing defense, 12 Cal. You already know what it is. Ain't nobody playing defense. Nobody wants to play defense. They, look, I big up my UCLA point guards. Why? Most of them, not all, but most of them, even to, to Farmar, used to D up. Pause for, for if, we, if we acting childish. But they used to play defense, bro. I mean, we weren't the only ones, but I highlight my UCLA guards because I watched them more than I watched any other guards. But they, they don't understand the value of a Drew Holiday. Bucks did. Do they win that championship without Drew Holiday? Well, we, we'll see. Because now they got Dane, who is on paper a much more elite player overall, much better offensive player than Drew Holiday, they would say. Um... You know, Dame has held down his own franchise by himself. Drew Holiday hasn't done that, but he has helped Giannis win a championship. And he did it by locking down, you know, Booker, who cut, that's that's 50, almost 60% of that offense, you know, at the time. Um, they're not playing defense. I got nervous a little bit. I also thought this, though. I thought, I thought Luka would have probably got close to 80, if not 80. I felt like that call came in because after a while, 12 Cal, Atlanta started to double him out the gate. I mean, as soon as that ball touched the inside of that court, the double team came. You've seen how hard it was for him to get to 73 when he was stuck at 65. And that's when everybody started to lock in. And I think that Kobe call came in. You're not about to break his record on that day. And I'm not, I, and, and I think that was, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that was the 81. Day And I know we, you know, that day, I want to say that day in general, people were, you know, it was just sad to, it was just a sad day in general. Well, not, you know, not all day, but you just kept seeing the post about him passing away four years to the day. And, you know, it's been four years since he passed away, this, that, and the third. And obviously the record was in January as well. So it's like, it was a lot going on, and I think that call came in. And you know what? I give Luca this credit, though. I don't even think he would have. I don't think he would have broke the record. Booker. I don't think Booker would have did it either. I don't. I don't too much like Booker's character. His game is still nice to me. I don't like his character. His character is fake to me. He, like he's a tough guy, and I think he took on a lot of that tough guyness once Chris Paul was aboard too. But he was he's he's a tough and he's a he's a whiny one, you know, because we, before Chris Ball got there, he was complaining about the double teams that he was getting in pickup ball at UCLA. And so um, now you can't really double him because you got Bradley Bill over there and you got Katie is like you can't do too much doubling at all. Um, but none is nonetheless, like, you know, Booker has scored 70 before he's scored in the 60s before. Uh, Embiid's drop, like, you know, Embiid dropped 70, you know, uh, and it's other, and, and there's other cats that has dropped in the sixties as well. Dame is up there, you know, and why? Mainly because nobody is playing defense. Nobody's playing defense. And then it's also a strategy that we got to look at as well. Like, think about it. You could either say, Hey, we either going to shut down. The best we can do is just freeze out Kobe. If not, we're going to freeze out Derek Fisher. We're going to freeze out the rest of his teammates. So he has to do it all. If he can beat us by himself, then that's 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 cool. We'll live with that. But we're not about to let the team get involved and knowing that he can get off at any point. So that could have been a strategy as well. But nah, and Luca has been that guy. Remember, I said I'm taking Luca over over Trey. Why? It was it. Come on, he's a six nine guard. 
He might not be as quick or as fast as Trey, but the range is still the same. And he could do more than Trey can do because of his body size and because of his experience, to tell you the truth. He has much better experience basketball-wise than Trey Young. So that's why I picked him. He's a dangerous guy. Embiid, again, look at the size of this guy. He been should have dropped 70. He's one of the most talented bigs we've ever seen. He just can't stay healthy consistently. And he and he could shoot that thing. That's the thing. And if I'm not mistaken, he only shot one three that game, 17 made free throws. So so 17 made free throws, one three-pointer, that's 20 points. So you telling me that the other points came in where? The paint. You don't have cats playing defense anymore, 12 Cal. This is not a knock towards Atlanta. This is not just an Atlanta thing. No. Nobody plays defense. Look at my Lakers. Nobody plays defense the way we used to see defense. The games, to me, in the 90s and the early 2000s, when you cracked over 100, that was that was when niggas was hooping. But on the average, let me get a 90, you know, anywhere between 85 and 95. That's a game that we used. Those are the games that we used to get. Those are the game results that we used to get. It was a lot more. And then at the time, it was more identity. You know, if you played for the Bulls, you know, that offense ran through Mike, Scotty, cool coach, and then it filtered through the other cats. You know, you go to the Lakers, it was shared between Shaq and Kobe, and it was filtered through the rest of the people. And so on and so on. When you go, even if you go to Houston, Elijah won, and then it was filtered through everybody else. So they, everybody else had their roles, but we knew where the chunk of the scoring was supposed to come from. In today's world, it's like these, these superstars got to do it. I mean, if you look at the Lakers squad, AD and Braun still got to perform at their highest, and the role players got to pick it up. Well, in this case, with Luka, when you look at that point spread, like, he has the bulk of it. He scored over, what, 60 or 70 point, uh, percent of, uh, of the uh, team points. At some point, you got to switch it out. You got to change it out. But what the embarrassing thing is, no defender on that team can say on a solo basis, I did my job. Nobody. It's sad to see. And you know what? It's entertainment at the end of the day. So the league is not going to do anything to, to, to try to – it's not – and I don't think it's anything to fix, but to me as a real hooper, it's sloppy basketball. Not on the offensive side because I'm going to take the money. If you leave the money out there, I'm going to take it. But defensively, I'm a defensive guy. I went to Fremont, Montown. We praise ourselves off of playing defense. I guarantee you, we love playing defense. Defense was a part of the game. Now, did we love them defensive drills? Hell no. I hated sitting down in them squats. I hated sitting up against that damn wall in my squats. I hated doing run, glide, run. I hated it. But I see how important it is to the game. And that's what it was. They don't do that anymore. And you can't do that to this new generation and even the generation just before. Well, when I say generation, I don't mean the overall generations because I know how that is, 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 is highly separated. I'm talking about there's smaller generations within inside these generations of raising these kids. You can't yell at them. You can't touch them. And then when I mean like touch them, like, dog, we used to get pushed a little bit. Not, I ain't going to say, I don't want to say punch, but you, we know what it is. It's, it's, it's no different when you go to football and you had head coaches or assistant coaches 
special team coaches uh, grabbing you by the face mask, asking you, what the hell is your goddamn problem? Why did you go do this hole when you're supposed to go here? Why did you miss this blocking assignment? Why did you run this route? Why did you drop into this coverage? It, it's the same thing, bro. It's the same thing, but you can't coach these kids to say, well, you actually can, but just, it's just, it seems like it's a certain way unless you have a proven uh, credibility or, or, or um, I would say, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you're already stamped, and people want to bring their kids to you. I'm pretty sure it's, um, Coach K hasn't switched up his his coaching style because people want to go to Duke and play for Coach K. So you have to go by those rules. You go to Bama, you have to listen to what Saban says and the way he coaches. But when there's certain things thrown in there like NIL deals where he's like, man, I can't compete with that. Niggas is going to go everywhere to go get that bag. We're not passing out bags like that over here in Bama. I didn't have to do that. All I had to say is, hey, man, I've been to the national championship this many times. I've been in the playoffs this many times. I've been ranked in the top five this many times. So that's why your kid needs to come here. That's, it's no longer like that. It's not like that at all. You, these kids can go any and everywhere and get paid now. And sports is not the number one thing on their mind. So when you add all that to, to the equation— you think niggas care about playing defense? Now, some of them do because it's a sense of embarrassment. Now you are in the history books for the wrong reason. But they not dropping down and they not locking in like that. Don't get me wrong. I think a lot of these offensive players that I just finished talking about is extremely talented. But nothing like we've seen back in the day. They played in more physical at a, at a more physical time. You know, now these kids are more probably more talented but skill set? No, I don't give that. I don't give that to them at all because they don't even have a skill set on defense. Offense is a whole t- different thing. Yo, they just finished showing Cal Anderson, who used to go to UCLA. Do you see his release? Have you ever seen twelve Cal? Have you ever seen Cal Anderson release? And he's been in the league for a very, very, very long time, and they still ain't fixed it. Do you know how many NBA players that has been in the league who hasn't figured out how to get a shot, how to create a shot, don't have a left hand? Or the or, or the or right hand, off hand, whatever the case may be. Yeah, and that's the truth. That's why you highlight certain players like Pat Beverly, who didn't know uh, what a lot of people didn't know in high school. Oh, that nigga can get buckets. He can get buckets. But when he got when he got to the league, there were much more offensive, talented, more players. So he had to dig in on defense. And he can play defense, but part of defense is the shit that Dylan Brooks do, that Draymond Green, uh, uh, Draymond Green does, which is intimidation. You know, the enforcer, so to speak. You know, maybe less talented in certain in certain areas, but I'm gifted in this area. Um, they don't have none of that shit in they these are fake enforcers. Fake enforcers. Knockoffs. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, dog, I that is what it is. That is what it is. They just don't they don't wanna play it's too much energy. I I to to tell you the truth, 12 Kyle, I promise you, I never understood that. I wasn't taught that. I wasn't taught that if you go hard on offense, then you then you that you you didn't have to play uh defense. No, 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 no. You have to play on both sides. Both sides of the ball. We had some of the greatest offensive players that I've ever played against and with at Fremont, Kitten Paulino, who went to Texas. Mark Bradford, who ended up playing um receiver over there at Stanford. You know what I'm saying? Like, as offensively as given, uh, offensively talented at given, uh, talented to them. I mean, I'm getting my words twisted up. As offensively talented as they were, they still had to play defense. 
they still had to play defense. They still had to play the lanes. They did. And because of the bangouts they got, those highlights they got at the month, that came from knowing how to play defense. They don't know how to play. They don't know how to communicate on defense. They don't know how to switch on defense. They don't know how to get they don't understand getting lower to the floor helps them than anything. We not even if if your coach told you never to worry about the block, then you never you never you was never taught how to properly play defense. Especially if you're on the perimeter. Why you on, on on the perimeter fishing for blocks? No, I mean sometimes you just it's just a natural reaction for you to just jump out of your bridges and try to get that block and it works. But nine times out of ten, unless he is a proven shooter, killer, sniper, nigga stay in your stands. Because if he hits you with a pump fake, it's over, bro. You <laughs> jumping into the stands. A lot of a lot of these cats wasn't taught that. You could blame AAU in in a sense because there's more AAU programs that don't teach what you need to know. Don't trust me, twelve cow. What I promise you, California is the land of basketball. New York could argue all they want, nigga. This is the bread and butter over here. I didn't see the best and the worst. The best and the worst AAU tournaments because I everybody come here. Everybody fly back and forth between South, uh, Southern California and, Nor- and Northern Cal for these uh, for these hoop sessions. And don't get I'm not discredited in the South, or the East, or the Midwest, or anything like that. But they, I know all those teams come over here because we have tournaments year round, year around. There's a tournament every goddamn week somewhere, basketball wise. And I, a lot of these programs don't. Now we smacked the dog shit out of some of these. We played against uh, Indian Reservation AAU teams, and they talented, super talented. They ain't get taught no defense. I we got footage, we have footage, and then even the the kids these days that's being developed out of high school is not the same, man. Social media. I'm not want to. I don't want to sit up here and sound like an old head and saying social media is the reason why they're not playing defense. No, social social media is the reason why they have too many things to lock in on other than crafting their craft. Back in the days, we didn't have so many options. When we played basketball, we knew everything about basketball, especially the shit on the court. You know what I mean? And then you want to go to the next level to where you want to go to the next level to where you know this call and that call and this call and what happens after this time. And you want to know all the interest. You want to know all of that shit. But most importantly, you want to know how to run that offense, how to run that defense, the angles. Every It's a lot of shit that comes. Some of the best DBs knew how to work those angles, inside, outside. They knew how to adjust their stance, where they stood at in front of certain receivers. You're not guarding T.O. the same way you regarded Deshaun Jackson. That's a fact. You're not guarding a Randy Moss the same way you regard a Tyreek Hill. That's a fact. You want to know why? Yeah, both are speed demons. But one can go up there and get that rock before you can. Tyreek Hill, he's athletic, and he probably can jump over a lot of cats' heads. But Randy Moss don't have to put as much effort in as Tyreek Evans. Uh, Tyreek, uh, not Tyreek Evans. <laughs> I said Tyreek Evans. <laughs> as Tyreek Hill has to do. Tyreek Hill has to jump much higher than Randy Moss has to do, right? Okay, Tyreek. Uh, Randy Moss' legs is longer than Tyreek Hill. Um, uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill's. So his stride is much different. The route running, the feet work. So if you don't know that, niggas, and this is why niggas praise Kobe so much, because Kobe was paying attention to details. 
on how to guard certain cats. And he would come out and tell you, dog, the hardest guard, the hardest person I had to guard was Iverson and Melo. Melo because of the strength, Iverson because he was just shifty. And they even said, I think they recently said, who's harder to guard on Gil's uh, podcast? Who's harder to guard, Iverson or Kyrie? And they all said Iverson. And they said Iverson because Iverson didn't have nobody else to go to. You knew Iverson was coming at you. We didn't have to worry about anybody. We could zero in on Iverson and it was still hard to guard him. They didn't have to zero in on Kyrie. Why? Because Kyrie played next to LeBron. Kyrie plays next to Luka. Kyrie plays next to KD. So so on and so on. You had to zero in on... Man, come on now. 12 Cal, I play defense, bro. That's why my motto is get back on defense. And that's more than just a sport. <sighs> now let's get to Giannis. Giannis is a top two player for me. I mean, to me, to, to not have... I'm not used to this after Kobe passes away. But I'm not, and ain't even Bron. I don't want to do that to Bron because Bron is clear cut one of the best players. He he owned uh, out of these twenty twenty one seasons. He has had at least nine or ten, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm just guessing right now where he was the full cut. Yo, that's the man of the uh, of the season, right? But then you also, you know, Harden was in there. You can throw Russ up in there. You can throw Kawhi up in there. You can go throw KD up in there. You had cast that was like, that was up there. Giannis is, to me, Giannis is, yeah, arguably a top three player. Why doesn't he get labeled as a coach killer is because they don't want him to go nowhere. Why don't, I mean, you might find a couple of fans that agree with you, including myself, I don't understand the firing at all. You can you can't you can't even force an answer out of me. I do not know. They they fired him and they was what? 30 and 13 or something like that, right? A second in the west or something like at the time. For them not to fire him like that to me, it was already a setup. Hey, let's get this to Doc. Maybe this is a favor for Doc. It's a lot of inside stuff that we probably just don't know. We don't talk about that a lot because we don't know for sure, and that's fair. But let's talk about behind-the-scenes stuff, and you want to know why I know it's a real thing? Because NBA players and NFL players are starting to come out more and more on these podcasts, their own podcasts, and saying, hey, this is what really happened. This is why I didn't play. Yo, one one of the receivers from Kansas City blank his screen out and go live and say, yeah, I'm not hurt? They just didn't want him to play that game? I'm not hurt, though. And then, you know, the whole CTE thing starting to come around and this, that, and the third. So you could believe what you want to believe. I think AB, who clearly has CTE, is right and wrong at the same time. I think he's right about some stuff. I think he's wrong about some stuff. And honestly, we'll never really know, to tell you the truth, unless enough people come out and say, repeat the same story. And if it lines up with his, because somebody's going to be a liar and somebody's going to be telling the truth. But the fact is, the truth is, they didn't got rid of two coaches, and in, which in one has won them a championship. I don't understand it, bro. But let's not ask, ask, let's not ask 12 count. Let's not ask the question of, well, there's other coaches doing as worse as way worse than what he is doing. So why aren't they getting fired? I'm not saying that you did ask that 12 count. I'm just saying in general, it's just different, bro. It's just different. I think Darvin Ham needs to be gone. I have seen enough to where I'm like, he's not making any adjustments from last season, let alone last week or the last game. 
And I am an uh, advocate for saying, no, give these niggas time. Let them figure it out. Give them a, a full season, a full season or two just to figure it out. Nah, I've seen enough. I see, and it's unfortunate because he probably can coach a great squad to the playoffs, maybe even the championship, but it's not while LeBron is there. Unfortunately, we it's it's a it's the LeBron effect. But here's the thing. I don't think Gian, Giannis is too likable to get that type of criticism. Niggas hate Braun. You know what I mean? It's not too many people that dislike Giannis. If they dislike Giannis, it's just a personal thing that and it's not going to be well-received because Giannis has never given you a reason to dislike him nor his game. We've figured out that everybody has a flaw to their game. One of his, he actually has trying to fix, which is shoot, have a shot. He pulling up from three sometimes. He get, He's not a three-point shooter. He's not even a mid-range shooter, but he can shoot that. You know, so he and he's lovable online, the TikToks and IGs of the world and stuff like that. He's just a lovable guy. So he's not going to get that same criticism. They hate Braun. They hate Kyrie. They hate. They started to hate Steph now, you know, because Steph has been winning so long, and he's been the golden child. And then, and 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 to be honest, he's getting he's getting a lot of backlash and a lot of hate because of shit outside of him, his family, his mom and his dad. You know what I'm saying? His brother has stayed out of the tabloids forever. His brother ain't never been in no mix. His sister has, but not to the point where it was that bad but when you have your whole family in the tabloids and it reflects on you this cookie cutter nice guy it's a lot bro it's a lot and then they start to hate you because your life at one point seemed so perfect until your wife kind of blew your spot up but no it's it's i think it's just a lot of hate dog i think it's just a lot of hate but Giannis don't get that Giannis don't get that because he we he never gave us a reason to hate him in that way he just didn't you know um but I, you're right, though. Just like Manny B has a problem with uh, Josh Allen. Why doesn't Josh Allen get criticized like all the other quarterbacks that fall short? And I say, but he does. But at the same time, two things can be right. Like, he, he could be criticized less than Lamar Jackson, and he could just be doing better at the time. Lamar Jackson just did a Josh Allen thing last weekend. He did. By throwing it into triple coverage. And then looking at the iPad, saying, no, I didn't see that third or second person. Everybody in the world knew that that nigga wasn't open. <laughs> but at the same time, no, it's, 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 it's just like that. Because they don't criticize Patrick Mahomes like that. They just don't. They want Patrick Mahomes. If you, if you sit up there and look at all the quarterbacks, they don't criticize all the quarterbacks the same. They don't want to do that because as much as you do, whatever you say, they criticize Patrick Mahomes' brother the more than they criticize Patrick Mahomes. When It's the same thing with Brady. When Brady flips out on the sideline, they call it passion. If uh, a black quarterback, Lamar, you know what I'm saying, Cam Newton, Mike Vick, if they see them lash out on the sideline, He's being aggressive. You know what I'm saying? He has he has locker room issues. Blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. Brady does it. Or if Aaron Rodgers, well, no, Aaron Rodgers kind of on our, on our side, but he's already been labeled as an asshole. So he gets a pass. They're gonna they gonna they're gonna go against him regardless, but they're not going to 
they're not going to hate on him as much. And they definitely not going to praise him as much as Brady. Brady got the most praise. Now that praise has shipped over to Patrick Mahomes because they want him to be the next one. They want him to be the face of the league. They want uh, everybody to tune in and say, hey, man, this is the guy that y'all have to chase now. They want that because they're going to want another Patrick Mahomes after he's the older, uh, when he gets to be the older guy. And that's just what it is. We don't talk about it as much because we like certain players a lot. But that's the truth, though. There's a reason why they didn't want Kobe to be the face of the league because of the Colorado bullshit. You know what I'm saying? We already know what that is. And then he got beat for MVP two years by a nigga that, what? And this is the only reason. Because he never had, statistically, uh, uh, Nash never had a better career than Kobe. But because his team was number one in the Western Conference, or probably in the league, we're going to give it. But he had a team, though. His identity wasn't just Steve Nash. So it's cool. We already know what it is. The fan bases has already chosen sides. We know what it is. But back to Giannis, that's what it is. People don't hate him enough to highlight that. It's going to take a Stephen A. or some right-wing analyst to call him out. And only uh, 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 they're going to have to start losing. If they start losing, he's going to get some of that blame sooner or later. And it's going to be real bad because Dame is on that team. And it's like, well, goddamn, y'all upgraded, uh, supposedly upgraded the point guard spot. So, yeah, I mean, nah, you know, I mean, he's never been a negative person in, in, in a fan's eyes. So that's just what it is. 12 Cal, they don't, they don't hate him enough to call him out on certain shit. That's what it is. That's true, truthfully what it is. Now, before I get up out of here, man, because um, I got to put my returners back on, I wanted to talk some football. I wanted to talk about Dan Campbell. Just kick the fucking field goal, bro. Let me just say this. I didn't want I didn't because I wanted to talk some football, but I had more basketball content. But let me just say this. Uh, Lamar Jackson, they let us down. Lamar Jackson let us down. Uh, that, 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 that Baltimore defense let us down. OTR, Mike, you got to holler at me real quick. But let me get to this Detroit Lions and San Francisco game. San Fran, I picked San Fran to go to the Super Bowl to play against Baltimore. So I'm 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 only 50% right. I Detroit, I'm not hating against or anything like that. It would have been dope for them to go to the Super Bowl and play against the team that they beat in week one of this of this season. It would have been a full circle. Um I'm going to defend Dan Campbell just a little bit. Just just hear me out. You Detroit fans shouldn't be crying about it, any goddamn thing. Not a goddamn thing. You don't cry about shit right now. It's, nigga, you should be throwing a celebration for losing in the conference championship. Why? Because it's a possibility that you niggas might not get there for another 51 years. Okay? So pat yourself on the back and sit down. Now, for you niggas criticizing Dan Campbell, hey, if I'm, if I'm, I'm Dan Campbell right now, hold on. Hi. <clears throat> hello? My name is Dan Campbell. Fuck y'all fans. You want to know why? Because I've been doing this shit all season. I've been doing this shit all season. Could you know why? If I would have played conservative and it still didn't happen and we still lost, y'all would have asked, well, what did y'all, what, what happened to all that fourth, fourth quarter big ball shit? Whatever happened, what happened to our identity? Nigga, that's going for it on fourth down. That was y'all identity. Now, let me go back to Baylor. You can't do that, Dan Campbell. <laughs> you can't do that. Take the safe route because now what you're doing is you hit, you took $100 to Vegas. You done quite, you didn't hit, now you're up $8,000. Leave the table. 
leave the table. But no, what you wanted to do was double up. Instead of, instead of walking away with the 8K, you say, no, I want to walk away with 16K. But you probably wouldn't even walked away if you get if you hit the 16K. Because you didn't walk away when you hit for three. You didn't walk away when you hit for five. You didn't walk away when you hit for seven. You at eight now. And what did you do? Twice. And you burned a stupid time out too. Because you had to. So you wrong for that because you couldn't. This is where the Belichicks come in. Because now they're playing a chess game. What you tried to do was do some mercenary shit and kill your overkill him. You tried, you hit the deer, and then instead of keep going, you came back and tried to run it over again. You cannot do that against the Niners. Because I will honestly tell you that the Niners' defense did not show up. And they, it did show up in the second half, but y'all was supposed to have been blown out. Y'all had Detroit fans believing that y'all was supposed to get blown out that game. And the reason why they hurt is because they are three points away from having a chance of going to the Super Bowl. And they even more sad that they probably wouldn't have been in that position knowing that if y'all would have played the conservative way, y'all would have been in the Super Bowl talks right now. So that's what I'm saying, Dan Campbell. That gambling shit was cool to a certain degree. Now you got to switch it up and play conservative, be smart, play chess now. Go up three scores and apply the pressure. You got to put that shit. Look, all this, well, that's not fair on their defense. What the fuck are you talking about? Nigga, you're going to have to play Kansas City in a motherfucking Super Bowl where this nigga, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is elite, nigga. Your defense is going to have to play defense regardless. I never understood that shit of niggas giving defensive uh, passes talking about what a reason why he don't play defense. I mean, I'm talking about basketball because he plays so much offense. I don't give a fuck. You still got to guard the other nigga. What difference does it make if you drop 35, but the nigga that you guard and drop 35 too? Come on, nigga. Play defense. Y'all men. Your defensive coordinator, your decent, your DB back, your DB coaches, your your linebacker coaches, your line coaches, all y'all motherfuckers need to sit in a room together for. Man, y'all niggas is weird, bro. Y'all niggas is weird, but that's on Dan Campbell though. At the end of the day, let's get up out of here with this. Uh, I want to wrap up talking about these reps. Uh, LeBron got hit in the face. Dylan Brooks. It was intentional, but. I, 12 Cal asked, why is Brown rolling on the floor acting like a baby? I agree with him. He's been doing that his whole career, not just in the Laker jersey. He does that. My thing was, it was done with intent, and we don't, what they don't, because it's not a stat, and you can't do that, even though in court they have their own opinions. You can't prove it if it's not, you know, if, if there's no evidence. Dylan Brooks has been going down the Draymond route for the longest. We know this. When it comes to LeBron and Dylan Brooks, it's going to be some type of beef. It's funny, but everybody has tried it. Remember, remember Lance? Lance tried it, blowing in Bron's ear, doing all kind of shit. Everybody has tried it with Bron because Bron is he's that he's the guy that you love or you gonna hate. You know what I mean? And they be trying Bron, and Bron gives them a reason to try him. But this was just a regular basketball play. Bron was trying to do. He got hit in the face. Um, it wasn't hard enough for him to be rolling on the floor that long. It wasn't. But all basketball players, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I hate isolating Braun all the time because niggas just hate Braun for no reason. Um, I used to do that. It, it wasn't a good feeling. But the thing is, everybody does it. Braun is probably number one at doing it, but everybody does it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody hit, gets hit and put extras on it. I rarely see players get hit scratched or pushed and don't react as if these niggas is going after a motherfucking Emmy <laughs> all the time, all the time. Here's the thing. It was done with intent. And I'm not saying 
I'm not saying he should have been kicked out until Vanderbilt got kicked out. If you're going to kick Vanderbilt out, that means he should have got kicked out. They should have been behind. They should have been in the arena in the back, in the back fighting somewhere. But he, this man came across Brian's face. With the, he had no chance of getting the rock if you watch the play. And let me tell you, as a basketball player, bro, I understand. You, I've been hit uh, with elbows before. Some of them are intended to hit me. You know, and some of them aren't. I, I didn't. I didn't went up for a rebound, and the cat didn't hit me in the head with an elbow, and he wasn't even. He didn't even know I was there. That's not intentional. This nigga came over bronze back and then swiped, swiped left like this nigga was on Tinder. So I don't, 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 don't tell me that it was just a, a common foul and then an altercation starts. See, here's the thing: we don't hear a lot of the chitter chatter unless there's posted on IG or Twitter. We don't get a lot of the chitter chatters on a court. You really don't know what be going on on that field in that court. Twelve Cal can't. Twelve Cal used to play football. And he's played pickup basketball before. There's a lot of shit talking on that field and on that basketball court. When you're watching that shit on TV, you can't hear that shit all the time. You can't hear that shit most of the time. So you don't know the energy down there. Sometimes you can feel that energy through the TV when the, the crowd is hyped, the score is close and stuff. We can see it getting chippy, but we really don't know how chippy it is or when it started because we can't hear the whole conversation. There has been reports that came out that said uh, uh, Dylan had called Vanderbilt uh, a pussy. Okay, still, that's not enough for me to go after somebody. It's not, but I'm pretty sure there was a lot of buildup or niggas just don't like getting called pussy. Well, regardless, he came to Bron's defense. You kick Vanderbilt out because he got he mushed Dylan Brooks in the back of the head or whatever. You can't do that. It's always the nigga that get caught second. It's never the nigga that got, that did it first. Y'all got to remember that. That's the oldest trick in the book. It happens in football all the time. Where right after a play, a nigga go hit somebody or push somebody, and then a the person responds to it and they get caught. They get flagged for it. You know what I mean? So it, it happens all the time. I'm not. Where's your IQ at? You know what I'm saying? Wait till after the game. And then even then you don't want to do that because y'all want to, y'all, hey, some of y'all niggas ain't getting paid like that. So you don't want to get fined. They just fined uh, 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 Russell. He has a little Russell for kicking the ball after the double overtime win against uh, Golden State. That was a phenomenal game, by the way. If y'all missed that game, go. That was a game for the ages. And 12 Cal mentioned that. He said, we're not going to get a game like that again. It's going to be a while before because it's the matchup. And they right. They was talking about uh, earlier this week how we didn't properly highlight LeBron and 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 uh, and uh, Steph Curry's uh, rivalry, and we didn't. We didn't do it the right way. We didn't do it the right way. But you know that's life. We got to live with that. Uh, at the same time, let me get back to these reps. That was a terrible call on that. And then Max Struess, that uh, the guard from uh, from Cleveland, uh, he got called for a foul. And it could it could go either way. I could say, hey, let that go, or it's a foul. I'm cool with it being a foul, whatever. He then hands the ball over to the ref. On I want to say from a, the degree from 1 to 10, it was on a 6.5 or a 7, right? She caught it. She caught that motherfucker with her fingertips, 12 cal, blew the whistle, gave him a tag. Everybody, including the Clipper players, was like, for what? For what? But, you know, that's what it is. There has been talks this week. There's been talks all year, especially in the NFL, of these refs just fucking up. Um, 
I don't know what's going to happen. But it seems like they're using it to their advantage. Like, yo, tune in. Our reps are going to fuck up. Let's watch this. <laughs> you know, I don't like it. I don't like it. And and 12 Cal mentioned in one of his messages, they got the two-minute thing where they, where they, where they, the two-minute report where they put out all the missed calls and bad calls, et cetera. That shit does nothing if my team already lost. I'm a Raiders fan. Tuck rule. That shit means nothing to me after you know. And they never going to admit that because they know that's the start of somebody's championship career journey. They never going to admit to that until we find out. Yes, and I do think certain games are fixed. I do think certain teams are are rigged. I I think a, a whole lot of shit. And guess what? My Lakers may have been involved in that <laughs> for sure, for sure. But guess what? It ain't they ain't the only team. So we can pick and point and go through all these games throughout history and try to figure out what it is. But 12 Kyle is right. You can dictate the game by bad reffing or good reffing. You can dictate the game. Why? This example that he gave in general. If my superstar gets two fouls, two early fouls in the first quarter, that changes the whole game. That changes his way of playing. Not even if they just sit him down. They could roll that shit and just say, man, go out there and do what you do. But in his in his mind, that's gonna fuck his mind up. That's gonna fuck him up. He's not gonna be able to go hard like that because he got two fouls already. We need you in the fourth quarter if this motherfucker is close or if we're down. Bad reffing. I don't know what to do with that right now. Doc, they pay. I'm not sure, but it's it, to me, it's foul play. It's foul play on the refs, and they gotta be rep- they gotta be taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Roger Goodell. We don't really trust him. Adam Silver, we fuck with him. It's still questionable, but we fuck with him more than any other. Um, I don't know, 12 Cal. When it comes to that one, I don't know. But as far as your other questions, I hope I answered them the best way I could. I wanted to talk a little bit more football, but I want to get out of here, man. I got to put my goddamn uh, retainers in, and uh, I got to get this episode in, to be honest, or he going to kill me. So open run with BTG. Thank you for letting um, uh, King Jeremy know he cannot wear church shoes up in here. I don't even know why you would. Have you ever taken regular shoes bowling? It's not a good thing. Dolomite can hoop. I seen Dolomite. I seen his footage. All right, now we two old niggas now, so I don't. I'm not going. I can't hold him responsible for what he got now. But he had some footage, and he was one of them. He was one of them. He definitely can jump over the backboard. I seen the footage. He showed me. It's YouTube footage. It's out there. Um, yeah, twelve cow. Come back to the gym, man. And my gym is open every week. Every as soon as I drop this episode, the gym gonna open up right again, again. OTR Mike, I'm sorry to hear. I might have to hit you up, man. I seen what happened to to Baltimore. It's like it's like y'all did it to yourselves in a way. <laughs> it's like and they celebrating crazy over here in Kansas City. They so disrespectful. Open road with BTG. I'll see y'all next week.